For the things we do each day, we humans have always looked for smarter solutions to improve the quality of our lives. When it comes to eating better, Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make it easier than ever before to enjoy a healthy, simple, yet great experience every day. All meals are fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Less expensive than takeout, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing between 6 or 18 meals per week. You can pause or reschedule anytime. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off. That's code gratitude50 at factor.com gratitude50 to get 50% off. Hi Gratitude Seeker, have you heard of Mood Plus? It's a supplement based on a clinically studied strain of bacteria that promotes mental well-being and stress resilience. Here's what Kelly had to say about it. I'm able to be more patient with my kids and have more clarity to make the many decisions I have to make every day. Find out more about the science behind Mood Plus by going to Mood dash plus.com that's m-u-d dash plus.com and use promo code trymud for a 15% discount or visit the link in the description and the first step as we've talked about is to identify that we have resentment but also to recognize that we really want to have gratitude that gratitude is the thing that's going to really help us be happier healthier have stronger relationships. Gratitude is going to help all relationships thrive and flourish. And we can't really have healthy relationships without gratitude. And so it's a commitment to having healthy relationships. It's a commitment to making difficult relationships matter so that, so that we can move on and perhaps seek resolution rather than pushing them out of our lives, especially if they're people that we have been grateful for in the past or people who we're close to, relatives, siblings, parents, for example. Um, our relationships can be eaten up by lack of gratitude because it's being consumed by resentment. Thank you, thank you from my heart, from the Stay connected to gratitude. Hit the follow button right now and join thousands of listeners tuning in each week. We're the Gratitude Seekers. Come join us. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to this new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. With us today, we have a gratitude researcher. 
In the last 25 years, she has been researching gratitude in its many aspects. And now we're going to be focusing on a particular aspect of gratitude or what's keeping us from um, from feeling grateful. She uh, was a, a guest on the Gratitude Podcast before, and I'm really excited to have Dr. Carrie Howells here today with us once again. Welcome once again, Dr. Carrie Howells. Thank you very much, Georgie, and it's lovely to be back here mm. with you again. Thank you. So let us know what you've been up to and how the book that you've written got born. So as you know, I, I spent 10 years at writing my previous book, which is called Gratitude and Education, A Radical View. And I've been a researcher mainly in the context of education, but this research has also taken me out into other areas such as elite sport and health with amongst health professionals. And in going around talking to people around the world around gratitude in these contexts and also in um, book clubs and around my around my previous book and professional development workshops and many different contexts, I've sort of, there's been a theme that's come up in nearly every question and answer session or every investigation and people get gratitude and they know how important it is. And now there's so much research out there that's saying how wonderful it is. But the question is, yes, but I can't feel grateful when I feel resentful towards someone. In other words, where we have difficult relationships, gratitude's really, really hard. And so I decided to write a book to answer the question that many people have been asking me, and that book's called Untangling You, How Can I Be Grateful When I Feel So Resentful? <laughs> that's, that's wonderful, and um, it's, it's a really powerful topic, and I'm sure that many of our listeners are are also or have been um, struggling with this because mm. uh, when we get involved in relationships, it's really hard, at, at least at times, not to feel resentful one way or another because we feel that we gave so much and uh, mm. sometimes we feel that um, we feel th that we haven't been treated um, fairly. And um, I love the fact that uh, you start with some definitions, like what is resentment, what is gratitude. Uh, can can you tell us a little bit more about um, about these two? Yes, sure. So, uh, first of all, I'll define gratitude, and I want to tell the listeners that it's really important that we start with our own definition of gratitude because this is really influenced by a socio-cultural backgrounds. And so it's, it's, it's important that we keep true to ourselves in what we feel gratitude is and then also to expand into other aspects of gratitude. So using that as a starting point, I define gratitude as the art of 
recognizing what we receive from another person and giving back out of acknowledgement for what we receive, but in ways that aren't necessarily reciprocal. So there's not any quid pro quo in gratitude. And resentment is defined as the concept in my in my in my book is defined as the conceptual opposite of gratitude. So resentment is where we feel like something has been taken away from us unfairly and we feel shocked and that shock gets lodged in our psyche and our bodies and causes us to ruminate and be in a lot of pain, emotional and then physical, and then it affects our lives. And when we and, and resentment often has the stronger pull in our difficult relationships. So when we're thinking about gratitude, we can think, yeah, I can be grateful to this person, that person. But then we think of somebody that we that would be absolutely impossible to be grateful to. And this is where we feel like we've failed or we feel like we're not a very good person because we can't imagine being grateful to someone who's hurt us because this proposition makes us feel like we're letting them off the hook or we're we're making we're we're, we're making their behavior towards us okay um so resentment can be can be the, the the stronger force and and so my books about making gratitude a stronger force than resent than, than than resentment, but certainly not about replacing resentment with gratitude. It's a real step by step process. That's wonderful, and I think it's it's very realistic because, to be honest, I I still struggle with resentment in many situations, and um, I think gratitude is is such a powerful force to balance that out and to uh, give it as much power as, as possible. And um, mm. yeah, I love, I love that you, that you mentioned that. So one of the first things that, uh, that you go into is identifying our resentment in the book. Mm. And I think that's, that's very interesting because even if you're uh, quite self-aware, at times you you're not not even aware of the fact that you're resentful you're not even aware of um of the things that make you feel in a certain way or act in a certain way uh can you help us untangle that a little bit yeah sure and that's why i was devoted a whole chapter to this notion of identifying resentment because it can just sit in us as this very murky feeling of entangled stomach knot about a certain person in our lives or people in our lives, and we don't really know what that feeling is. And we often also, one of the characteristics of resentment is that it, we, we try to hide it because we want to be considered to be a nice person and a grateful person, and so resentment really likes being hidden and so this chapter aims to help us identify our resentment and bringing out of bring it out of hiding without any shame and to recognize that it is part of our our human condition and if we really want to practice gratitude in our lives and make relationships really matter and not push away those ones that are really difficult and and to really work on ourselves 
it's very helpful to see what resentment is and identify it and name it up as resentment. And that can be a really helpful strategy just there because by doing that, we, we gain greater objectivity and we're not so swamped and swallowed up by the resentment because we've taken a step out by going, oh, okay, this is resentment. Oh, at last I've got a name for this. So resentment is really different from envy or anger or frustration or disappointment. They're, they're the feelings that we might start with and then we can't let them go because resentment is also known as the emotion of justice. And as I said before, when we can't we can't move on because that's like letting the other person off the hook or condoning their behavior so so we tend to the resentment tends to be stuck and lodged in us and it often comes with a shock to how we feel people should behave towards us so uh, if we have those feelings where we ruminate at night and we can't let go of the pain and if we go over and over it in our heads or go over and over it by backbiting the other person um, because we're trying to get rid of the pain and, and get a sense of justice for what we feel is an unjust situation and if it's affecting us physically, uh, psychosomatically, for example, headaches or stomach aches or ulcers or sleepless insomnia, then they are signs that we actually have resentment. And, and to be very gentle with ourselves and, and recognising that we're doing a really great thing for ourselves and eventually for the relationship and eventually for the world if we take that big step in owning it and going, yeah, I have resentment towards this person and and then another really important step is that I want to do something about it, not necessarily to solve it for the other person. That would be a great outcome. But just so that I can not be so consumed by it and I can move on with my life and have greater resilience and eventually have more gratitude because often that resentment has a stronger pull and it's taking us away from, from leading a really happy, fulfilling life. Exactly, exactly. And can you give us some examples? Uh, what I love in your book is that you um, you help us see and help us realize some some of the ways in which we might feel um, resentful uh, through examples, through um, real life situations. And I'm curious if you have like in your research in, in speaking with people if there were some some things that people are usually resentful for or about yes well in the literature there's quite a lot about traumatic resentment tra or traumatic kinds of resentment such as genocide and domestic abuse and all all the things that create trauma in our lives and war, um, things that have led to wars, etc. But there's not so much and actually very little about what I call everyday resentments, like at the flatmate never never paying their rent or or um, taking our last bit, bit of toast or um, our partner not doing their fair share of the work or looking after the kids or sibling rivalry or... Um, 
uh, you know, missing out on a on a job where we we feel like we were the best candidate, and and the other person gets the job. And then also there's ageism in the workplace where we're we're pushed aside just because of how old we are. So there's all these there's there's endless number of everyday resentments that we just keep on to tend to keep on pushing down and and pushing aside and just going oh well I've got to be the bigger person or oh well I've just got to be grateful and yet they're the things that are actually building inside us and and we're allowing them to fester and and cause wreak havoc in our lives even though they look small to us they're actually not small they're they're actually really significant because in some ways our moral orientation to the world is being really questioned or 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 we're full of disappointment about how people are treating us and we we don't we can't find a way to to actually move on from that and we can't and often we can't find a way of negotiating a different way of relating in in the relationship with the other person because that's a very scary thing to do so it's those those everyday resentments that that bubble away i think around the world and and um, that's what this book's about. It's not about the more traumatic ones because that's way out of my my scope for writing this book. I really want to address the everyday resentments. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. One of my favorite artists beautifully sings that if we open up our plans, then we are free. But unfortunately, it's usually not that easy most of the time. We have responsibilities, errands, and things we said yes to that we didn't actually want to take on. I believe we'd have more time for that thing we always wanted to do, even if that's just taking a nap, if we were more proficient in setting boundaries. But I also know that doing that on your own is hard. Thankfully, therapy can help us do just that. An objective perspective from the outside is very helpful in becoming aware of when and where the boundaries are not clearly set or not clearly communicated. So give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com gratitude today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash gratitude. Mood Plus, the supplement I told you about at the start of the show, contains a unique strain of inactivated bacteria originally isolated from mud or soil called M. vecchi. This comes from new research and it isn't a probiotic. But what does it do? This bacteria has been shown to promote mental well-being, stress resilience, anxiety resilience, and also boosting mood through its interaction with our immune system and its helpful effects on inflammation. It works because in the past humans had far greater exposure to these kinds of bacteria before our modern sanitary living. Researchers call these good bacteria our old friends and are finding that they may have played a key role in regulating our immune system, gut health and even mental health. Mood Plus safely reintroduces your body to these beneficial bacteria. Get your Mood Plus now. Go to mood-plus.com that's M-U-D-P-L-U-S dot com and use code TRYMUD for a 15% discount. 
or visit the link in the description and use the discount code TRIMAD. Having our digestive system work properly makes it so much easier to feel grateful and enjoy a great quality of life. I'm very excited to see firsthand the relief that Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic provides in terms of digestive discomfort. Our gut is a central hub for various pathways through the body, and the healthy gut microbiome means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, immune system, and much more. Seeds capsule is tested to get to where your body really needs it. With new clinical trials and breakthrough research published in top scientific journals, Seeds probiotic programs make it a trustworthy source of pre- and probiotics. We need these two constantly to enjoy great health, but they're hard to get from the food we eat. Thankfully, Seed provides a simple solution to help us keep this healthy habit. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com gratitude and use code 25GRATITUDE to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com gratitude, code 25GRATITUDE. Yeah, I think there are a lot of them, even so, and uh, I think they, they are even more overlooked because, like you said, they uh, we see them as being small or insignificant. Mm. But in fact, they uh, they influence our life quite a bit. And um, yeah, I think it's it's a very important topic and um, a very important scope for um, to to write a book about. And um, aside from becoming aware of our resentment, what can we do? What can we do about it? Well, I this book isn't only about resentment. This book is about the interrelationship between resentment and gratitude. So I would write a really different book if it was only about resentment. And probably I would have to be a psychotherapist to write that book. So I'm staying within my, my parameter of this being about how can we move from resentment towards gratitude. And the first step, as we've talked about, is to identify that we have resentment, but also to recognise that we really want to have gratitude, that gratitude is the thing that's going to really help us be happier, healthier, have stronger relationships, Gratitude is going to help all relationships thrive and flourish and we can't really have healthy relationships without gratitude. And so it's a commitment to having healthy relationships. It's a commitment to making difficult relationships matter so that, so that we can move on and perhaps seek resolution rather than pushing them out of our lives, especially if they're people that we have been grateful for in the past or people who we're close to relatives, siblings, parents, for example, um, our relationships can be eaten up by lack of gratitude because it's being consumed by resentment. So it's, a, it's finding the reason, a personal reason for why you want to let go of your resentment and, to, and, and why you might want to have more gratitude in the relationships in your life and why you want to make relationships really matter in your life. And then in my book, I've got a whole series of gratitude practices to enact that. So an, an example is 
that we remember what we've received from the other person and we amplify the good in that other person. We practice giving, um, practice being empathetic to what might have been going on with the other person when they hurt us. So we're not only seeing it from our perspective. There's a really important piece in this book about choosing gratitude so that we are not handing over all our agency to the other person, to our resentment, but actually recognising that we actually have a choice in how we're reacting to this situation. And the ultimate step, which we have to do in a really step-by-step way and only when we're ready and only if we're ready, is to actually speak to the other person about our resentment and try to understand it from their perspective and try to ask for them to see the pain that they've caused us. And this takes great skill, as you know, and it's probably one of the scariest things that people can do. I know people who've climbed the Himalayas, done PhD, had five children, come back from cancer, and yet to speak about the pain that somebody else has caused them is the scariest thing that they have to do. So it's not a light matter, but the ultimate thing is that we all, as human beings, just become better at both both sides of the conversation where if somebody comes and talks to us about their resentment, we're not defensive. We're actually really welcoming that conversation because it means that the relationship has a capacity to move on and be healthier and that how, how scary that is to talk to the other person and that the other per- that the person who's talking actually has the the courage and the skills hopefully taught in schools even about how to do that well and some cultures are better at it than others maybe georgia in your culture it, it's easier but in the australian culture it's much more characteristic for us to bury it and then it comes out in all these negative ways i'm not saying all australians of course but it comes out in a lot of backbiting and criticising people behind their back and therefore undermines culture and undermines gratitude and kills the morale in workplaces because there's all this bitching and, and moaning and groaning going on rather than actually speaking openly to the person who's caused the pain and resolving it that way. Um, but that's that comes towards the end of the book because we have to build up to that. So I, I talk about gratitude as a practice because, and I'm advocating that we just take one person and we just take somebody who's a little bit out of our comfort zone and we work with that one person in a really step-by-step way just by building the relationship slowly and doing a bit by bit, untangling the string a little bit, a little bit at a little bit at a time and and learn and, and gaining the confidence and skills to be able to do this then in more difficult relationships. That's amazing. And it makes a lot of sense to to do this step by step because indeed that uh, conversation can be really hard, especially when we when we feel somehow that we are right and and that um, justice should be done somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really not hard not to come from from that uh, perspective, and definitely gratitude is is amazing with that. And I I love the fact that you you mentioned different cultures, and I I thought it was very interesting 
what you wrote about the different cultures and uh, how they deal with their resentment. But what I find really fascinating is that um, it's pretty similar um, in my experience, so in my culture, as in the Australian culture. And that for me is, is very interesting because most probably not, not many people from where I am from met Australians so that they can exchange ideas on a resentment and still uh, the same kind of habits um, occur and I, I find that quite fascinating and that just means that we are wired in a certain way and mm. it also means that we can work on on those habits and on that wiring to to change it a little bit for for the better and most importantly i think for ourselves and afterwards for the relationship and for the other people because i think there's there's a quote but i don't remember it exactly it's something like uh holding on to uh to resentment i don't know if this is the exact word is like uh drinking poison and uh, waiting for the other person to die or something like this yes yes that's right that's that's a nelson mandela quote that i have in my book yes yeah i absolutely um, agree with you and it's very interesting that, that it's the same in your culture georgian that's interesting for me too because i haven't met many people from romania um, but I would love to write my next book I'm aiming to write is about the cross-cultural differences because this is really important, I think, and, and it shows us how much gratitude, the way we express gratitude and resentment is so crucial to our everyday communication. And so to get to know someone from another culture, if we just find out those two things, about them we're not only honoring them but we're also speaking to the essence of who they are and how they behave in their culture and that's why it's so important that you've got gratitude podcasts because gratitude is so essential to who we are as human beings isn't it exactly exactly and for me at least is it was always the answer so um your your book of course was right on point for me but you you mentioned something uh, really interesting that uh, i would love to explore a little bit um you talk about deep gratitude what does mm. deep gratitude mean yes i've been an advocate of deep gratitude for quite some time and it's a fra phrase that i've coined but i'm sure other people talk about it and deep gratitude is going beyond us just feeling grateful inside as an indiv individually. So gratitude, for me, gratitude starts with what we're grateful for. And so we're grateful for the sunrise, we're grateful for our lives, we're grateful for our partner, etc. And then that's the beginning of gratitude, but that's not full gratitude. So gratitude then becomes deep gratitude when we act on that gratitude in some way where we express gratitude for what we feel like we've received and that 
comes full circle in terms of gratitude being a very important giving and receiving, have a very important giving and receiving circle and it keeps on going round and round and relationships stagnate and society stagnates if we are just in being grateful for what we receive but aren't motivated to how we can give back in some way. And as I said at the beginning, this this isn't about giving back in a way where we're wanting someone to change or we're wanting something back in return. And it's it's also not necessarily giving back to the person. So a teacher might be really grateful for teaching a particular school, but they don't give back directly to the school. They might express their gratitude by greeting their students at the gate with gratitude in the mornings. And so it's it's not a direct give and take. But I think this is really important because then then when we think about how we're expressing gratitude to someone, we also think about how we're going to do that. And as we've just explored, we, we need to come to know the person well enough to do this in a meaningful way. And so getting to know their culture and how they express gratitude differently is a really important part of this deep gratitude. And and there's a whole lot of different cultural ways, but to be aware that how we we like to receive gratitude is not necessarily how other people like to receive gratitude. So we need to get to know the other person well enough to know how to do that in a meaningful way. And we also need to do it in a way that's authentic to us. So we're doing it because we truly acknowledge what we receive. It's not a politeness and it's not just something to do because we've heard that it's going to be able to create better culture or better family. It's something that we really feel deep inside and we want to give back out of what we recognise we've received. And therefore, it's also an action of looking for that. It doesn't necessarily come from just I'll only give when I feel like I've received something. It's more, okay, how can I, if we, if we see people in our, in our orbit who aren't flourishing very well, we might look at how we can express gratitude to them in a way that truly recognises them and therefore we need to spend some time thinking and reflecting on what I've received from that person. And so it's a very proactive, action-based gratitude. But as you know, I've been research as a philosopher, I've been researching gratitude for 25 years. So that's my little potted version <laughs> of deep gratitude. Yeah, of course. I can imagine. I can imagine. So thank you very much for, for your time, for being here with us. Let our audience know where they can get your book, Untangling You. Yes, the best place to go is to find out where the avenues are to buy it uh, is through my website, uh, com, And also it would be great if your listeners wanted to sign up for my newsletter because I send out lots of resources and blogs um, regularly, and I'd love to be in communication with anyone who wants to discuss anything on this podcast further. So you can contact me through this website. And my new book's called Untangling You How Can I Be Grateful When I Feel So Resentful? And I would love it if you could spread the word to as many friends as possible. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chotian. 
Hey Gratitude Seeker, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.